This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Glory to God. Amen. There's a question here. We don't have authority over other people's will. Please, can you explain what happens when we pray for certain people and they are being influenced to accept the gospel and follow God zealously? Okay, let me explain what I mean by we don't have authority over other people's wills. If you see somebody who is not born again, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that in whom the God of this world, verse 4, had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Anybody who is not born again, the devil has blinded his mind from accepting the gospel. Now, your mind is the doorway to your heart, the doorway to your spirit. So if a person's mind is blinded, then light can't shine into his heart. Are you listening? Now, what we can do is to break Satan's power over the person's mind and make it easy for them to make an intelligent decision for God. Most people, unhindered by the devil, will decide for Jesus. Are you listening? So when you break Satan's hold, then they will make their own decision without the devil influencing and manipulating them. However, there are some cases when some people, Satan's hold over them is broken, Satan's blindfold and coloration is removed, but by an act of their own will, they now choose not to go with God. There will be some people like that. There's nothing you can do about that. That's their decision. Do you understand? It's just like what God says in Hosea. He said that Ephraim, chapter 4, verse 17, Ephraim is joined to his idols, let him alone. So there are going to be people like that, that you will not be able to help. But the best you can do, break Satan's hold over people's minds and lives, claim their deliverance, claim their salvation, particularly if they are your loved ones. Now, in cases where, you, you see, you have authority in your family. Beyond your family, you don't have that kind of authority. For instance, you can't come into my house and try to rearrange my furniture. I will rearrange you. I'll show you the door. It's my house. You know. Are you listening to me? So you don't have authority like that in someone else's house, in someone else's life, in someone else's family. But that's where the help of the Holy Ghost comes in. That's where praying in the Spirit comes in. That's where the prayer of supplication, the prayer of intercession, that's where those things come in. Are you listening to me? But you see, we have authority in our own families. We have authority in our own homes. We have authority in our own lives. And there are things we can forbid from happening. And whatever we forbid on earth, heaven will forbid. Heaven will back us up. Amen. Because we have our authority. Thank God there's also the place of praying with the help of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Well, I was talking about mental illnesses. I was talking about mental illnesses. And I said, in a case where the person is still intelligent enough to be able to hear you, get God's word across to them. Sometimes what I tell people, somebody just breaks down, you know, starts acting funny, starts acting strange. Sometimes the fellows take him to the hospital. Drugs that they administer, they give an injection, whatever, those things can help calm them at the moment. They get calm. Once they are calm, then you can start showing them God's word. Just teach them God's word. If the person will take a hold of that word, take a hold of his authority, they'll be able to take a stand and that will be the end of it. You'll be free, no matter what it is, no matter how serious it is, acute, chronic, psychosis, whatever, neurosis, God's word will set him free. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. So, we have God's word. Psalm 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Let me tell you a little thing. You see, Brother Higgin, when he was on that deathbed, it wasn't just the heart problem, the blood disease, paralysis from his waist down, bordering on total paralysis. Actually, the doctor wrote something with his signature on it that he was bordering on needing institutional care. Are you listening to me? That mentally, mentally, his mind, eh? he was bordering on losing it. That his mind wasn't it. It wasn't there. He was going to need mental institutional care. Are you listening? That's how bad his case also was. But he got born again on that bed. And he began to renew his mind with the word. He began to put God's word into his spirit. You know, just a matter of a year after, the same doctor said, we've never seen anybody with a mind as strong as this before. Never. God's word saved his mind. James 1, 21, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. That word save is sozo. It also means to heal. It means to deliver. It means to protect. It means to make whole your soul. You know, sometimes we talk about people needing healing. You know, and then they go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and then they are trying to look at what happened, what caused this, what caused that. Let me listen to me. And some of those psychiatrists or some of those psychologists, that some of them don't even know who they are. They think their mind and body. Is this someone who doesn't know himself that we know you? That will be able to help you. There was one pastor's wife. You know, she was having some issues. She went to meet a psychologist for help. The psychologist asked her whether she drinks. She said no. Asks her, asked her whether she smokes. She said no. Asked her whether she goes to parties. She said no. Psychologist said that's bound to be her problem. That she should start taking some alcohol. And she start smoking some cigarette. So that as she lets out some of that steam. That, that's, she, that she has been, she has, been um, she has lived in a false world. Without doing those things. Look, did they help her? It compounded her problem. Until she lost her mind finally. Amen. God's word is able to save our souls. The soul consists of the mind, the will, and the emotions. See, sometimes people had nasty experiences in the past. A lady was raped, or somebody abused her, or somebody abused her, or somebody abused him, or somebody, you know, molested her, or molested him. Some boys get molested by girls as kids. Some boys get molested by men as kids. All kinds of stuff. Or maybe they just had some emotional wounds. They got jilted. Tell you a story. You know, I think it's fiction. There was, this, um, there was this fellow who was meant to be married to a lady by the name Mary. He was meant to be married to Mary. On the day of the wedding, Mary decided she wasn't doing anymore, jilted him. He lost his mind, wandered up in the psychiatric hospital. You know, he was there. And then he was just shouting, Mary, 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 Mary. When they got him there, they found somebody else too who was shouting, Mary, Mary. So they tried to find out, only for them to discover it was the same Mary. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? You know who the other person was? That was the other person who married Mary. Uh, 
<laughs> if only he knew that the person who married Mary, Mary wrecked his life, he would be shouting, thank God I didn't marry her. Thank God she jilted me. Good riddance. And I said, see, some things you cry about today, we'll laugh about them tomorrow. That's the truth. Some things you cry about today, you laugh about them tomorrow. So sometimes, there's someone with a heart problem. Who are you? Someone with a heart problem. Who are you? With a heart problem. Who's the person with a heart problem? Some situation with the heart. Who is it? Amen. Just lift up your hand if you're the one. All right. You're healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's what the Holy Ghost said to tell you. Like I was saying. God's word is able to save our souls. He's able to heal our souls. Those deep-seated emotional hurts, emotional wounds, I'm not saying those things didn't happen. But what does God's word say about it? And then it's some people too. Maybe they killed somebody before. Maybe they've done some stuff before. And then there's this guilt that's plaguing them. It's just plaguing them. It's just plaguing them. And then they, it, it, it's just there. And then it's deep-seated. Or maybe they had a dad. I know a lady... I'm not, I know this lady personally, and I know the father. The father of this lady told her, look, you can never make it in life. You're a failure. You're a flat failure. He said, look, if you don't have F9 parallel in Skusat, I'll be shocked. <laughs> yeah. You know, by the time somebody keeps telling their own daughter that kind of thing, you hear it over and over and over and over. Your father tells you, look, it's not a cost. You know you, you can't make it in life. If it's not a cost, I wonder what it is. A blessing. You know, she, he, she, he said that so much, you'll beat her up, will harass her. My God, he was just mean to this girl. Well, she took school start. One P8 saved her F9 parallel. Just one P8. I think it was nine subjects, eight F9s, and one P8. That kept the prophecy from being fully fulfilled. I'm not, this is not fiction. This is fact. I know the people involved here. I met the lady and I told her, I said, look, those things happened. Your dad talking to you and talking about you that way all your life wasn't right. Tell you what you must do. You must forgive him. You must forgive him. You must walk in love towards him because faith walks by love. And then I told her, Mark eleven twenty three says, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Regardless of what he's saying. Just like if somebody comes and curses me. I don't even have to answer them. Is that what I'm saying? That's not what I'm saying. He shall have whatever he saith. I didn't say it. They said it. Mm, that's their problem. What happened? I don't even have to reply them. I don't have to rebuke. I rebuke it. I rebuke it. Yes, there's a level of I rebuke it. I know. But there's sometimes I won't even dignify you with the honor of trying to rebuke it. It can't happen. It's not a prayer point. I won't. It's a non-issue. Because Jesus said, he shall have whatever he saith. Is that what I'm saying? That's not what I'm saying. That's what you are saying about me. And I don't believe it. And because I don't believe it, and I don't confess it, it can't happen. It can't happen. So it's not even, it doesn't bother me. Anyway, so I told this girl, I said, you need to start speaking faith-filled words about your life. I said, speak to yourself. Start saying, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. The greater one lives in me. I'm going to make it in life. I'm a success going somewhere to happen. 
Start saying that. And start saying that. And start saying that. And start saying that. And keep saying that. And keep saying that. Wake up in the morning and say it. In the night, say it. Every time you remember, say it. God had materials. Began to get God's word right into her spirit. You know what happened? She retook Skusat, made her papers. She took jam, she passed. She went to UI. I know, I'm not guessing. She graduated. Four years, she finished. Not one extra day. Came out with a 2-2. Happily married. With children. Became a teacher. Yeah, doing very well. You see, God's word works. And then you see some people, they're just saying, no, my uncle did this to me. Hey, my father did this to me. Hey, they did this to me. I'm a victim of circumstance. You feel like beating them up. You are the architect of your fortune or misfortune. Take your life in your hands. Whatever happened in the past, put it in the past. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He has made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You are the righteousness of God. He rejected me. He rejected me. Maybe I'm not fine enough. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not this enough. Look. The most important person in the universe has accepted you. So, let him reject you. He missed. He missed. He missed badly. Badly. He lost a rare gem. What a pity. What a pity. You move on. You move on. You don't have to die because he left you. You don't have to end your life because he wants, he wants to end his own. Stupid. Renew your mind with God's word. Fill your heart with God's word. Fill your heart with God's word. Don't be so affected by, okay, when I was passing, when I passed by that place, everybody started, okay, everybody started talking. When I walked in, they started laughing, they started laughing. Look, are you that important that is you that everybody is talking about wherever you go? What if they were even laughing at you? What if it was even you they were talking about? And so? And so? Will you pull a thread off your... Remove a strand of hair from your head? Is there a problem? They are the ones who are jobless. Amen. What matters is what God says about you and what you say about you. Human praises. Listen to me. I'm only ephemeral. Today they cry Hosanna. Tomorrow crucify him. Forget about what people are saying. That's their problem. They will say whatever they want to say. What is God saying about you? And what are you saying about you? Say the same thing that God's word says about you. Forget people. Don't live to try to impress anybody. Trying to impress people who won't be impressed. Like the, like the person. It was a small boy and the old man and donkey. You know, he, he, he put the small boy on the donkey. They said, ah, look at foolish man. He's walking. Small boy is on donkey. He went on donkey, put small boy on the floor. They said, wicked man, he's on donkey. He's leaving his small boy on the floor. Okay, he put the boy and himself on donkey. They said he wants to kill donkey. Oh, he left donkey. Him and the boy were walking. They said, mumu, forget. Whatever you say, they will talk. Let them get mouths. Let them talk what they want to talk. Let them sabi. What are you saying about yourself? 
Say the same thing that God's word says about you. Amen. Say the same thing. God's word is able to save our souls. He's able to heal our souls. Till you have a good mind, a strong mind, a positive mind. Don't worry about anything. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. My dad looked at me one time. He said, you have a big problem. I said, what's that, sir? He said, you can't worry. You don't know how to worry. I said, yeah, it's a good problem. If only more people will have that problem. I've learned never to worry. In the face of the most hopeless of circumstances, I will sleep. I won't lose a meal, lose a wink of sleep. I will sleep. Look, worry is a rocking chair. It keeps you busy. It gets you nowhere. Well, okay, since you've been worrying about it, have you fixed it? Since you've been worrying about it, has it changed? So why worry? Instead of worry, turn the care over to the Lord. Another rendering, another translation, Amplified says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Don't fret. Don't be anxious about it, no matter what it is. God won't tell us not to do something we can't keep from doing. Doctors have said that worrying and send more people to the great thing. Send more people to the insane asylum than any other one thing. Don't worry. Cast the care on the Lord. Cast the care on the Lord. Look, worry is pride. Worry is telling God, God, I don't need you. I'm God. I can fix it myself. That's what worry is. Man was not designed to carry cares. Roll the burdens on the Lord. First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Cast your care upon him. Cast your worry upon him. I've learned to do that. I've learned to do that. I've learned how to shut my mind. I will shut my mind on some things. I won't even think about it. I won't think about it. When the devil brings a thought, I'll say, well, I've rolled the care of that over to the Lord. He has it. I don't. If you want to worry anybody about it, go meet him. It's his problem. It's not mine. It's his care. You see, when you begin to worry and worry and worry and worry and meditate on the devil's lies, you are playing into the devil's hands. When you, you know, think contrary to God's word, you are opening up your mind to the devil. You are opening up yourself to wrong thinking. Think in line with God's word. You are who the word says you are. You have what the word says you have. You can do what God's word says you can do. I'm not good enough. Who said where are you getting those ideas from? Who told you that? Can you give me a chapter and verse for it? Just one verse. In fact, half a verse is enough. There's none. So stop thinking it. Stop feeding on it. If you keep dwelling on those thoughts long enough, long enough, long enough, the devil will gain an inroad into your life. Fill your heart with the word. Fill your mind with the word. Amen. And God's word, Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Jesus was anointed to preach deliverance to the captives. Preach deliverance to the captives. There was a lady, she was in the asylum for 14 years. They said she will always need institutional care. She came and heard 10 Bible lessons. Nobody laid a hand on her. 
Nobody prayed for her. She just sat under the teaching of God's word and her mind was restored. She went back to the same psychiatric home. They said, look, your mind is perfect. Your mind is normal. She lived a normal life ever after. That's what God's word can do. You see, we've sold the power of God short. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. T.L. Osborne, he had one crusade in Africa some years back. There was one man, he was raving mad on all fours. As Brother Osborne, who was preaching, he said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. What he did yesterday, he'll do today. He was just preaching deliverance, preaching Jesus, proclaiming the good news. The man just stood up, stuck naked, raving mad. He said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you know, he was set free instantly. Instantly, instantly, instantly delivered. Instantly delivered. That's the gospel. That's the power of God's word. That's what God's word can do. In cases where the person is too far gone, that you can't reach them, we have the Holy Ghost to help us. We have gifts of the Spirit. They belong to the church. And the Holy Ghost does manifest himself as we lean on him, as we depend on him. And don't forget what I said. I've learned to go as much by what the Holy Ghost doesn't tell me as I do what he does tell me. If there's something specific I need to deal with, he'll tell me. If he doesn't tell me, I'll forget it. I'll just deal in generalities based on God's word. Don't go looking for what's not missing. Don't go tracing your family genealogy. And you now go and become a historian. You know, what was my father's father, father's father's father doing? What kind of life did he live? Did he worship any idol? Did he, look, if you search long enough, you'll find. This is Africa. We have roots in those things here. But the truth is this. When we got born again, our roots changed. Now that you're in Christ, you are light. You are light. I'm not saying there may not have been a pattern in your family. But I'm saying you are now in another family. Another other family has a pattern also. It's a pattern of victory. It's a pattern of blessing. It's a pattern of prosperity. It's a pattern of long life. Psalm 16 verse 11. The lines are falling on us in pleasant places. We have a goodly heritage. Colossians 1.12 Giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet, made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. It's an inheritance we have. We're in light now. Look, those churches, eh? That Paul wrote to those things. Ephesian church, Colossian church. Look, in Ephesus, they worship Diana. So it was like Africa. They worshiped, they had roots. Corinthian church. Ah, licentious spirits. They, they are boku, boku, berekete. Plenty, plenty, plenty stuff that were in those churches. Yet Paul told them, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Told them that they're new creatures. Told them, he that is joined to the Lord, he's one spirit with him. You're one spirit with God. You are tied up to deity now. Forget about those things. Get your soul saved. You say, but I'm born again. Look, when you got born again, your soul wasn't saved. It was your spirit that was. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a physical body. The new birth is the rebirth of the human spirit. The baptism in the Holy Ghost is not a mental experience. It's not a physical experience. It's a spiritual experience. The Holy Ghost comes to dwell in your spirit. What are you to do now? Renew your mind with the word. Present your body to God as a living sacrifice. Don't indulge your flesh. Look, 
if you indulge your flesh, <laughs> you can give devil inroad into your life. You can. If you indulge your flesh, if you live in the flesh, don't do it. Don't do it. A Christian will have more problems with the flesh. Where real spiritual warfare is, is not demons. Real spiritual warfare is in crucifying the flesh. Is in renewing the mind with the word of God. That's where real warfare is. In taking your authority in Christ and reigning as a king. That's where the real warfare is. It's not going to be mapping what's the demon over Abuja. What's the demon? Look, that you're even doing that, eh? That's the stronghold. That stronghold that you are looking for a stronghold is the real stronghold. <laughs> when the Bible talks about strongholds, also talking about demons over regions, he was talking about the, uh, look, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. The weapons of our warfare are not canal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, what are those strongholds? Casting down imaginations and every high thing. That exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The strongholds are those wrong thought patterns. Those wrong imaginations. Those are the real strongholds. Eh, I'm not good enough. Eh, there's a cost on my life. Eh, I don't have favor. Eh, I've checked my life now. Check my life now. I've noticed this bad tendency. It's just a trend. It's just a trend. As I'm about, as I'm about to get it, I just lose it. Eh, it's about to come to me. I just lose it. When good man comes again, I just lose him. No, they call it Amubo, the place I'm from. As I'm about to get it, I, 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 I'm laying hold on it. I'm laying hold on it. Hey, he has said he will marry me. He has said he will marry me. Last minute, he just goes away. Everything just goes like that for me. I don't know. I don't know. Let me go for deliverance. And then you go and meet them. They collect your money again. <laughs> Listen to me. Psalm 5 verse 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Shall thou compass him as a shield? The favor of God is upon you. Believe that. Listen. Listen. Where the devil wants you really is to believe a lie. He will make situations. He will camouflage the situation to make it look like really you have a mubo. And then that will be the time there's a big contract. As a big contract is about to get in your hands, something goes wrong. Your key man dies. As uh, one big uh, offer is about to get in hand. Something goes wrong. They transfer the man that likes you there. As the uh, husband is trying to get in your life, something goes wrong. You know? he Something just goes crazy. And then you miss him. The devil will bring situations like that. It will look like that. If you go by your experience, you will want to come to a conclusion that, ah, they are pursuing me. Ah, there's, there's near breakthrough syndrome. There's a spirit of near breakthrough. When is that? And your experience will seem to say that. I know what I'm saying. But what should you do? In spite of the experience, you tell yourself, eh, it may look like that. And the facts may seem like that. But I don't believe it. I believe what God's word says about me. God's word says I'm blessed. Whether I look like it yet or not, whether my experience lines up with it yet or not, God's word says it. I believe it. And that settles it. And the moment you start talking in line with God's word, believing in line with God's word, it will change that pattern. But the devil has some people where he wants them. Don't doctrine on experience. 
Build doctrine on the word. Don't build belief system on experience. Build your belief system on the word of God. Think in line with the word of God. Renew your mind with the word of God. I know what I'm saying. Look, I'm a son of the soil. Are you hearing me? I know these things. I've been here. I've been around. I've been preaching now. It's over 30 years. I know what I'm talking about. I've interacted with people. I've known of problems. I mean real problems, big problems, massive problems. But guess what? I also know of the massive savior. There are real solutions in the Bible. Real solutions in the Bible. There's no problem beyond the word of God. And it's not theory I'm telling you. I'm telling you practicals. I'm telling you what works. It's not American gospel. It's Bible. It's the authority of the believer. It's that we are complete in him. Who is the head of all principalities and powers? It's that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I won't tell you to do what I haven't done. I'm telling you what I've proven. I'm telling you what I've seen that works. Don't let the devil get you believing a lie, thinking a lie, talking a lie. Once he can get you along that path, he has you. Eh, my father's second wife. Eh, 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 eh. My uncle's brother, sister's nephew's auntie. Whatever that is. You know, eh, that old man for the village. Eh, that other one is envious. You know, there's envy. You know, there's envy. And then, you know, sometimes preachers, they, they just, they cause, we cause trouble. We just cause trouble. I'm telling you the truth. I was somewhere the other day. Here came this preacher that was talking about how Cain killed Abel. And he was trying to tell people that your brother may, want to, may be the one trying to kill you. And he was just showing how this uh, Joseph's brothers, they sold him into slavery. Just telling us that, you see, your brother could be the one who's trying to wreck your life. He showed where in Proverbs, you know, the Bible says a man's enemies will be those of his household. By the time you finish that place, you will suspect your brother. You will suspect your sister. You will suspect your nephew. You will suspect your auntie. You will suspect your husband. You will suspect your wife. You will even suspect your children. You suspect everybody. And everybody will suspect you. Nobody will trust anybody. Because you don't know. Listen, the real enemy is the devil. Jesus defeated the devil. Jesus brought the devil to naught. Don't spend all your time telling them to die. Telling them, look, you are the one who is dying. You are having headache, headache, headache. By the time you start doing, they should do this, they should do this. You will have headache. 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 No. The real problem is not people. Look away from people. Am I saying the devil doesn't sometimes use people? Yes, he uses people. But he's the enemy. Those people too, they also need help. What should our position be towards them? We should love them. The New Testament says, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. They are not the enemy. If the devil can get you thinking that people are your enemy, thinking that it's somebody who's trying to do you, thinking that it's that other person in your office, that you are struggling for the same position, that is the one firing darts and arrows at you. If the devil can get you thinking like that, you have a stronghold. That is the real stronghold. That is the real problem. He has you where he wants you. Forget about that. Forget about that. Stop looking for enemies where they are not. And I know some people may just, may just not like your guts. Some people may be doing things against you. But listen, they are motivated by the devil. The enemy is the devil. Not the people. 
What should our position be towards the people? We love them. I was preaching like this one time. Somebody sent me a scripture. He said, but doesn't the Bible say, suffer not the witch to live? In case you are just thinking that, let me answer it ahead of time. That's in the Old Testament. The same Bible that says, suffer not the witch to live, says, suffer not the adulterer to live. Says, they should be stoned. The adulterer, the adulteress, they should be stoned. But when Jesus caught one adulterer, what did he say? He said, he who is without sin should cast the first stone. All of them left. The only person who could have cast the stone was him because he was the only one without sin. He asked the woman, John 8, 11, where now thine accusers? Hath any man condemned thee? He said, no man, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Let, look, which is here? They need help. They need Jesus. Let me tell you. You know why people want to kill their enemies? Should I tell you why? It's fear. Because they're afraid, if I don't kill this enemy now, he could get the upper hand soon. So before he gets the upper hand, if he has, if he has, if he has a stick and I have a gun, let me shoot his hand. So I will knock his stick off his hand. After all, do me, I do you, God, no go vex. That kind of wrong thinking. That's wrong thinking. It's fair. When you know that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, you know they can't touch you. Eh, you love them. Compassion will well out of you for them. They say they are calling your name in the village. Oh. You just go on your knees and say, God help him. God have mercy on him. God Lord lay his sin to his charge. Because God said he will curse those who curse you. He said he will bless those who bless you. So when people say they want to be my enemy, I start praying. I start praying because you can't. Romans 8 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? No one can successfully be against me. It's not possible. I know bondy person. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he had said, I will never, I will never, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. What can man do to the person that God loves and protects? Nothing. Nothing. I'm untouchable. I'm unbeatable. I'm invincible. I'm like God. Made up of the substance of his being. Indwelled by the greater one. Jesus is in me. I'm the light of the world. When I show up, light shows up. When I show up, victory shows up. When I show up, help shows up. Because I'm in Christ. And so are you. And so are you. Amen. Let's renew our minds about these things. Hey, I'm not married now. Remember that my father's second wife. She did like this to me the other day. She said, let's see whether you will get married. And I'm not married. I'm now. My biological clock is ticking. It's ticking. It's ticking. I know she must be the one. Oh, God. These wicked people. This is their wickedness. This is their wickedness. Who do you even think God is? Eh? One small kekegum demon. Let's even say she is really witch. Let's even say it's juju. What kind of juju? God lives in you. God lives in you. John G. Lake, when he was in South Africa, went to those spiritualists, told them, he said, I will come for your meeting. If you give me opportunity to, to, to share, I will come. I will listen to you if you listen to me. And then he went there. He would sit down for hours. And then he would tell them, do a miracle, I'll, I'll, I'll top it. 
One guy like that levitated, Look, laid hands on him in the name of Jesus. He fell on the floor. Yes. Yes. Don't be afraid of the devil. He's afraid of you. 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 The Bible says, in nothing terrified by your adversaries. Said this to them is an evident token of perdition. Said, but to your salvation and that of God. See, there is a solid front that is presented by our confession. A solid front. A solid front that our confession presents. Look, I faced all same things. Every one of those things you're talking about, I've faced them. Yes. I've seen them. And I'm telling you that what works is revelation knowledge. It's not all those looking for witch where there is no witch. It's not all those jumping from pillar to post looking for deliverance when you are the delivered of the Lord. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of effort. And then when will you get delivered? Somewhere. And then this person was talking about, you know, how finally you put one offering inside one envelope and then you come and drop it on the altar and finally you get delivered. Look, how much money would be enough? I'd rather you, the person had just said, you know, guys, just give me money. I'll feel better. So you just say, guys, just give me money. I need money from you guys. Just give me, give me. I prefer it. Rather than you come up with, you concoct one doctrine that doesn't exist. Now, some people, they mean well. They're sincere. But look, if it doesn't line up with the Bible, I'm not speaking down on anybody, but I'm just saying, if it's not right, it's not right. And don't let somebody fool you. Many people have been fooled by these things. Many people have been deceived by these things. If it's just that you lost money, it's not too bad. But you see, eh? what you lose, you now get into a stronghold. You now start thinking wrong. You now start believing wrong. You now start talking wrong. The devil now has you where he wants you. That's awful. Don't let that. Don't let that. We have authority over the devil. The greater one is in us. Find out what the Bible says about you. See, the whole Bible is written for me. But the epistles are the letters written to me. The bulk of your diet, let them consist in the epistles. See everything in the light of the finished work of redemption. Don't see it, any in, it in any other light. Am I saying don't read the Old Testament? Ah, I read it very well. Am I saying don't read elsewhere? I read the whole Bible through, cover to cover. But you see, I have learned to rightly divide the scriptures. If you don't rightly divide it, mm, you bring yourself in bondage. So renew your mind with the word of God. Apply yourself to God's word. God said, whatever he doeth shall prosper. Put your hands on something. Give God something to bless. Look, you say, my business is not working. They are chasing me from the village. Maybe, number one, you might even be in the wrong business. Eh, do you have any flair for that thing you are doing? Do you have any ability there? Are you making wise decisions? If you're making foolish decisions, it won't work. Is that the pray? I, go back, take stock. Lord, what should I do? What is the right line of business for me? Maybe you don't even have a flair for business. Maybe you're even doing the wrong thing. Before you start looking for the witches that are not there. Before you start looking for the cost that is not there. A blessed man looking for cause. That is a cause already. Galatians 3.13 says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You are redeemed from the curse. The blessing of Abraham is yours. It's yours. 
It's yours. Eh, I know this one that is happening to me. I'm just paying for my mistakes. I'm just paying for my mistakes. You know the problem with you? You don't know the difference between repentance and doing penance. When you got born again, your past was remitted. God cannot remember anything that you did in that, other, that that other person did because it wasn't you. You are a new man. So, okay, what if I did it? It was me that did it and it was after I got born again. Have you asked God to forgive you? If you have asked God to forgive you, he can't remember it happened. Why will he be punishing you for what he can't remember? He won't. You see, that is a stronghold. Those are the strongholds that we need to cast down. Those are those strongholds that limit people. You now think, eh, the reason I'm having a challenge, having a child now, is because I did this and this in the past. I did that and that. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! What you're telling me is that the blood of Jesus was not powerful enough. What you're telling me is that the finished work of redemption was a failure. What you're telling me is that what the devil did in Adam was greater than what God did in Christ. And I will never agree with you. I can never agree with you. And you had better stop believing that way. But thank God. Amen. Amen. I know this bunch we have here were a bunch of victors. I know there are no victims here. I know we are triumphant people. I know we are taking our place in Christ. I know we are a bunch exercising authority over the devil. Running the devil down. Running him out of our lives. Running him out of our circumstances. Running him out of our situations. Because we are taking our place in Jesus Christ. Glory! For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163. 